Hello everyone, this is Philip. Welcome back to Philip's Worst Opinions. I know it's been a while, it's been probably about a week and two or three days when this comes out. Uh, as of right now, it's been, I think, a week. Um, no, I've been busy because we're back in school now. Uh, obviously, it doesn't matter. And I'll be honest, it's not really an excuse for me not posting anything. Um, like, I don't know. I, I That schedule that I made didn't really work out. I feel like that's that's kind of how my things work out whenever I want to make like a third episode. Always, you know, third time's the charm, whatever. I always end up fucking up. Even when we did the um, the podcast a few years ago with my friends, we, we only did two episodes and then we fucked off for the third. Um, and I don't know, I always seem to have some sort of issue in the third episode. Um, regardless of that, uh, I want to address some things that I heard from some feedback from the people. Obviously, the podcast hasn't been publicized yet. This is the first episode that's going to like go out. Um you know, and I'm going to tell people about it. Uh, so, A, thank you for everyone who has uh, supported me so far. I know it's not been much, but yeah, thank you to anyone who's given me some advice. For example, um, turns out, see, I'm a bit stupid, but basically what I do is I hold my mic, yeah, because I think it's more natural than just having a mic stand. And then I end up moving around a lot. And then apparently, sometimes, Hey, like that. So that's my issue. So I gotta. <laughs> so I'm gonna try and you know uh, keep it next to me, in a way, um, without also like with it being natural. Because I wanna, you know, I wanna, I wanna feel good recording this. Um, anyways, uh, there were some points in the abortion podcast, the Philip's worst opinions on abortion. Horrible title, horrible title. But what can I do? That's the way I formatted it, regardless. Um, yes, uh, I think, I, I don't know if I addressed it or not, so I'll address it now before anything else. Uh, the 20-week thing, the 20-week, uh, it shouldn't have an abortion after 20 weeks. I think I forgot to mention, uh, it was about mother's health. Uh, uh, it, it wasn't just about the baby, you know, the f- fetus state. Regardless of that, I want to say it's more about the mother's health since the fetus is getting aborted anyways, because after 20 weeks of abortion, uh, after 20 weeks of being pregnant, abortion can be damaging to the mother. Um, and just to add to everything, um, just one last before I start uh, episode three. Um, in Japan, uh, it has now been reported that women are not allowed to take an abortion pill without par- the partner's consent. That's fucked. I'll discuss that sometime later. I just want to inform you. Um, anyways, anyways, today's episode is on gun violence. Why is it on gun violence? Is because America is a fucked country. Um, now, I wanted to address this obviously because within the last week and a half, two weeks, there's been two major uh, shootings. One that happened today, actually. So free, sorry, free. Uh, one that happened today, literally a few hours before I recorded this. Uh, the Tulsa hospital shooting, um, crazy shit. Four four people died, five including the shooter. Um, obviously, there's no motive yet because it's so recent. But, but I mean, we'll see. Um, but it's fucked because this this marks the 223rd shooting of two of 2022. 
I don't just I let that sink sink in. Cue the sink walking in. No, I let that sink in as in today basically marks halfway through the year, right? When it when it comes okay, not halfway, just whatever. We're on the sixth month, right? Basically halfway. This means that in half of twenty twenty two, there's been two hundred and twenty free shootings in the US. Two hundred twenty three. That is fucking abysmal. That is a crazy number. And in the last three weeks, there's been God knows how many. I think four or five, whatever. But there's been, you know, a few big ones. Like this Tulsa Hospital shooting. Like Uvalde school shooting, right? Uh, St. Rob. Is there St. Rob? Rob Elementary School, whatever. Um, 21 dead, 17 injured. Um, you know, children. Genuine children. Six, seven, eight-year-olds, Yeah. Killed by Salvador Rolando Ramos, yeah? Uh, age 18, by the way. Crazy. How does an 18-year-old in the U.S. How is an 18-year-old in the U.S. allowed to drive, own guns, you know, act as an adult, but not drink? Now, let me rephrase this again. How is an 18-year-old allowed to own guns? How? And you know, what's crazy about this is this. He bought them legally. Right. If a kid gets guns in an illegal manner, right? Is it fucking, I don't know, steals them or some shit like that. Gets them illegally somehow, right? I get that. That's, that's you know, within your, without your, like, it's out of the state's control. Look, he found a way to get those guns. He got them. He bought these guns. He, this guy, the 18-year-old, just turned, by the way, he bought them when he was 17. How does a 17-year-old about to turn 18 buy two guns? And in, in addition to that, automatic rifles. How can you buy automatic guns in general? That's first off. And how can you buy automatic guns as an 18-year-old without any certification? How? It makes absolutely no fucking sense to me how this is allowed. Imagine, see, I'm 17, I'm this guy's age. Imagine, right, one day I woke up, felt like shit, was like, yeah, you know what? I'm going to go shoot up a school next week. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to go to the store and buy two automatic rifles within four days, right? Me as a 17-year-old, without a job, by the way, without a job, right? So I have no financial, I have no income, right? I have no income. I'm, I, well, he dropped out of school. I dropped out of school. I'm I'm 17, not even 18 yet, right? I'm not an adult. I'm not an adult, and I can go into a store, right, and buy automatic rifles and hundreds of rounds of ammunition without any fucking income, right? And 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 and, and they let me buy it. I don't have I don't have any certification. I've never shot a gun before. I mean, maybe he has, but I've never really shot a gun before, right? Well, I've shot a BB gun. Wow. But still, there's no certification. There's no proof that, oh, yeah, I, I am able to shoot a gun. I know safety of a gun. Yeah, this and that, this and that. I don't have that. Yet they let me buy not only, not, not even a pistol. Like, it's, they can, I can buy a pistol if I wanted to. No, let, let me buy a fucking automatic gun. While I'm at it, might as well buy some explosives, yeah? 
It makes no sense. It makes no sense how this country, how the U.S., right? How the U.S. allows this shit to happen. And what makes even less sense is that we, as fucking, as the world, right? Keep the world in mind. We take this shithole country, this country which allows children to be killed, right? Because of the shit legislation, because they think that have because and I'm gonna link this back to abortion because thinking that having guns, owning guns, is a fundamental right, but women's right to abortion isn't, and we follow these people's social standards and, and laws and and how how they think, and we go on social media and and we we idolize people from there. We idolize people who who do this shit. It's fucking crazy to me. It's actually crazy. I just like to say like. Obviously, my heart goes out to all these victims. Look, today I'll be talking about loads of victims. There's hundreds of victims here. And I'm only talking about six or seven shootings. And one of these being the Uvalde one. These are children for the love of God. Children. Regardless, let me inform you guys. I'm not going to inform you on what happened. I think if, you know, you already know-ish. I'm not going to go into logistics and specifics and God knows what else. But... If you do, I have some links. I'll leave them in the bio. I do a lot of research on this, so I saved everything that I read. Uh, I want to talk about um, the way I classify these shootings in the U.S. So I, I, I classify them as hate crime shootings and exclusion, social exclusion shootings and hate crime shootings. So the Uvalde school shooting was obviously, uh, well, not obviously, I haven't explained. So uh, an exclusion shooting, why is that? Is because... Um, Salvador Rolando Ramos, like many other school shooters, uh, feel excluded or have some sort of psychopathic tendency, which is all deeply, deeply rooted in the fact that they haven't experienced love. And this is the way I see. I have no, I haven't done research on this. I haven't had enough time. So from the way I see it, so this is my actual opinion. The way I see it is, these people who end up shooting up schools, they don't get enough love, like actual love. You know what I mean? It's not. Mm, as in, like, from your parents, that's actual love, or from, you know, a person of interest or romantic interest, you don't get love reciprocated back and you get rejected or something like that. Um, now, I, you know, I don't, I don't condone fucking shooting up schools if you get rejected, yeah? And I, and I, and I, and I, and I don't condone women or men going into relationships just to stop a school shooting. No. Uh, what I, what I think these people need is genuine love to change, right? They need someone there for them and not, like, the way, the best way I can explain is this. So I used to be depressed a few years ago because my parents got divorced, and I know this is very um, first-world problem and whatever, whatever. Regardless, I, I was a bit depressed. I was on Zola for a bit. And every time I went to the clinic, every time I went to, um, like, you know, therapy or something like that. I really, it didn't feel like they cared. That's because there's that, um, that's because they're there as a job. They're there, they get paid to help you, right? Whereas when I got a girlfriend uh, at that time, I'd say I got, like my mental state got much better. Why? Because I knew someone was there for me, right? I knew someone was there for me without, having to be there they didn't have to be there but they choose to be there because they love me right or 
whatever love whatever that's a topic for another day but they, they, they care for you and they love you right and i feel like that's that's what these people need they need someone so salvador ramos yeah the shooter of Vivaldi, he lived with his grandparents now i'm not sure i didn't do research or i couldn't find out or uh, what happened with his parents but all i know is he lived with his grandparents and i know that has a you know toll on your mental health because like your parents are who you want to be when you're a child right who you look up to so for for someone to grow up with their grandparents yeah like they're there they love you but it's not the same thing as your mother like your grandmother is not your mother and you don't see the sense of authority from um you don't see that sense of authority from your grandmother as you would see from your mother and you also feel like okay well she's only like my grandmother my grandfather are only there for me because they have to um not because they love me you, you don't get that same feeling you know it's not the same as a father and a mother hence um this could cause exclusion factors right so the way you you perceive yourself within society you know not necessarily you don't have to be fully excluded people still talk to you right but it's the way a person perceives themselves to be part of a society you know if you if you look at society sometimes you go well i don't fit in or when you look at you know your social group yeah and you go well look these guys they like this and i don't really like it and I don't fit in and then you feel excluded and I've been there I've had many friend groups myself I, I just like to say I'm not comparing myself to any school shooters let me rephrase what they do is fucking horrific what these school shooters do is fucking horrific but not all the blame goes to them and I'll get into that in one bit I mean I've been getting into that look there's it's the way you perceive yourself that's how psychology works yeah and um it fucks with their head that's 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 all i can say and obviously all his classmates also thought he was weird and that that's an exclusion thing but even if they didn't think you were weird you get that sense of doubt especially if you don't grow up with your parents or you don't have reinforcement you end up growing up with doubt and you end up like trying to please everyone and if it doesn't work out you end up doubting yourself and you end up insecure about yourself and that's what happened to this guy and it's gotten to the point where uh, he felt so excluded that he decided he was going to do this. And it's it's also, see, this, I was reading about this a little bit. Now, I'm sorry, I didn't write notes. I was busy doing something else. But there's something called the Columbine effect. Now, I'm not going to speak about it much because I didn't read about it. But I'll assume that it's um, um, idolization of the Columbine shooting, right? Uh, where and it's basically because it's so heavily referenced in media people tend to idolize especially if they're in the same mental state as those two um so and they end up repeating their actions right this can also have to do with sandy hook you people tend to recreate um you know other, other shootings or other massacres um you know because they saw okay what happened this and that and that uh, it's it's really a, a sense of well I want to be part of that group since since they don't identify with anyone else they want to be part of that they want to be idolized by some group they want to be a center of attention right especially if they haven't gotten their attention from their parents or their peers or love interest or so that it, it all comes down to that that's in my opinion there is there is probably research on that uh, I will back it up I will research it afterwards regardless 
so obviously horrific what happened in Uvalde. Um, so that's uh, for me that's exclusion uh, shootings, and then we have hate crime shootings. Hate crime shootings. I did research a bit more. So by hate crime, I mean the Buffalo, uh, the Buffalo, Buffalo uh, supermarket shooting, Christchurch in New Zealand. Um, we have um, uh, El Paso, you know, and potentially Tulsa Hospital, but we, we don't know yet. Now, look, Buffalo. It target ten uh, target black people. There was literally. Now I'm not going to quote this. I don't have research. I'm sorry again, but uh, he he saw a white shopper and he said I'm sorry to them, and then started shooting, you know, um, black or uh, you know off color um, shoppers, and he killed. You know, f- what is it? He sorry. He killed ten of them, injured three, and. Yeah, 10 people that he shot were black, yeah? Sorry, 11 people that he shot were black. I'm so sorry. Age 20 to 86, by the way. The shooter was 18. And you see this as a recurring pattern. Like, you have all these school shooting. Yeah, it's not a hate crime school shooting, but, you know, also 18 years old. All right? We have um, El Paso, 21. But we'll get to that in a second. So Peyton Gendron, 18 years old. Uh, he he has a manifesto. And I'm, I didn't read it. I'm not gonna read it. I I feel like it, if you spend too much time reading manifestos or especially if school shooters like these, you'll end up just you 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 end up spending too much time because I'll be honest, ninety percent of what they write is the same fucking thing. Every manifesto, no one has loved me or some bullshit like that or. Um, these people did this to me, right? So in, in this case, uh, he's, his manifesto is about how, you know, um, how basically black people are trying to dominate the U.S. and replace them. And he mentions the great replacement theory. Now I'm going to uh, touch on this a little bit, especially because the Christchurch shooter, um, Brenton uh, Harrison, Tarrant, amazing name. You know what I love? Um, just all these guys... Right, all these fucking shooters, they have middle names. We got Salvador Rolando Ramos, okay, Latino, whatever, loads of names. Very, I know, very stereotypical racist uh, thing for me to say. I don't care. But then we got Brenton Harrison Tarrant, that's a white ass name. Then we got Patrick Wood Crucius, Crucius. Um, yeah, no, I didn't write more, but regardless, uh, they both mentioned the great replacement theory. If you don't know what that is, I will tell you now. Uh, I don't know why I said that with such enthusiasm. It's a fucking horrible, horrible idea. Uh, of course, written by a French nationalist writer, uh, Renaud Camus. Uh, I did French, so I hope that's right. Renaud Camus uh, in his 2011 book, Le Grand Replacement. Um, it basically states that non-white people, right? So, you know, black, Asian, God knows what else, right? Are trying to replace white people in Europe and the U.S. And they say this is done in two ways. Two ways. Sorry, I touched the mic. Done in two ways. Um, it's it's all to do with immigration. And it's uh, basically saying they claim that the government and other elites, and I'll, and I'll tell you what the elites are viewed as, uh, are either deliberately importing non-white people, right? So Syrian refugees, um African refugees from civil wars, you know, uh, just anything like that. Uh, or are powerless to stop them. So basically, you know, these refugees or um, 
you know, just people of color traveling to other countries trying to settle, you know, in in a country, uh, they're powerless to to stop entry uh, to stop them from entering the country. You know, um, and just to say, uh, which is quite funny, you see, um, these elites that are mentioned are um, viewed as and uh, 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 viewed as Jews. So basically, it's very anti-Semitic. It's it's just really fucking right-wing nationalistic, and I just can't bother with that shit. Um, it also uh, Great Replacement Fury also believes that non-white people have more children than white people in a bid to outnumber them. Which yeah, you look at you you look at you know general view of things, and yeah, you you see that people of color have more children. But then guess what? There's cases like my dad's uh, girlfriend's family. Her sister uh, and her husband are very young, recently married, recently, like, you know, a few years ago. Um, They're both doctors, doctors, keep in mind. So um, one's a surgeon, yeah, so he's barely home. The other one's a doctor, like pediatrician, so also quite a heavy job. And they have three kids so far. I think it's six, four, and two, ages six, four, and two. They've been married for maybe, what, seven years, something like that? Very Christian. Now look, these children. I'm sorry, but you 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 look at the way uh, a child grows up, and and I'd say I I've grown up in a lot of uh, neglect from, especially a, a father figure. My dad was always working, and same way, you know, these children are going to experience it. But that's what's going to happen. Uh, if their dad is a is a surgeon, then all that's going to happen is they're going to grow up without that that father figure, right? And it's going to lead to huge issues, potentially school shooting. I'm not going to say that it will lead to school shooting, but it can lead to mental health issues, school shooting. It can lead to, you know, uh, mental health issues such as depression or anxiety or um, genuine complexes they have about themselves. Uh, it can, you know, it can lead to so many things. And I, and I know it's like a lead to, but it's everything starts somewhere and then it develops. That's how everything works. Yeah. Now, this claim here that non-white people have more children, yes, you look at numbers, whatever, but but this is what white people are doing as well. They're having more children now. What's what's going to happen now is overpopulation, which yeah, whatever, we have enough land, whatever. But then, due to these people's stupid immigration laws, these people aren't allowed to go anywhere, right? So you end up having way too many people. Now they can't move because the same people who are having these children, whatever, whatever. Uh, you know, aren't allowing immigration. Then they complain that the people are there. What the fuck, right? It's just a big fucking cycle of stupidity. And I wanted to say this because the Christchurch shooting, Brenton Tarrant, it said, it's the birth rates. Basically blaming, you know, everything on birth rates. Now, if you don't know about Christchurch, is there's a video on Facebook. I've watched it. Um, it's not a sight to see. It's... If you if 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 you can handle heavy content, watch it. It's it's a bit educational in a way, but it's horrific that that happened, and it's horrific that we can see this. I mean, this was on Facebook Live, you know, and it, it's the fact that I can Google it or go on Discord or Reddit or something like that, and it'll be there. You can see so much fucked up shit. But the media is another is a topic for another day. Um, look. The guy shot up two mosques in Christchurch, New Zealand, killed 51 people and uh, injured 40. Uh, 
Now, if you haven't seen the video, then he just enters the mosque. People greet him. They say hello. And he just shoots them. So if, and then he does a double check. Shoots dead people already. Just make sure they're dead. It's fucking horrific. It's disgusting. Because it, it's, it's like these people don't view them as, as humans. But we all are humans. Regardless of your race, age, gender, sexuality, we're all humans. Look, I'm atheist, right? So I have no religious belief. Now, I don't push my atheist agenda. I don't push the fact that I don't believe in God on other people. Same way, I don't, I, I don't appreciate it when someone does push their thing. So I understand if someone pushes, but there's no, from my experience with different religions, no one really does that. And if they do, just telling them no is simple enough. Now, look, Christchurch shooter, he went into a mosque to essentially push his fucking what, what is it, Christian? I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna uh, see. I'm, I'm not sure what religion exactly. I know probably Christian or something like that. Uh, one of those subcategories push his agenda onto these people and not onto these people because he killed them, but onto the public to tell them, well, look, these people aren't welcome in this country. They can, they can fuck off. That's fucking, that's disgusting. I'm sorry, but in, in a world where globalization is inevitable now, 50 years ago, sure, it was a bit different. When it comes now, you go everywhere and there's nations, cultures, religions, uh, you know, beliefs of everywhere around the world in that place. Even I went back to, to my city in Poland. You know, it's not a huge city, Gliwice. And there were Indian people there. There's, um, you know, there's Pakistani people there. There's there's people from Southeast Asia. There's people from, from South America, Latin America, Africa. There's people from all over the world in a city that I, I would think it's only white people. But no, it's all over the world. That's because that's how globalized our, our society is now. You can't do anything about that. Now, shooting up a, two mosques. And by the way, going to one mosque, shooting up, going, getting in your car, driving to another one, shooting someone on the way. And then going to another mosque, shooting up another mosque. See, this is a hate crime beyond hate crimes. This is this just shows something. It's uh, I'm, I'm taking these pauses again because you talk about this and you realize, well, fuck, this is how fucked our world is. Same way I had with abortion. And, and, and this is the issue where someone can buy guns legally, customize them, make them automatic, you know, try and basically create efficiency. Do you, do you understand how fucked that is? Creating efficiency in killing people. Efficiency. Efficiency, term for labor. A, tame, a, a term for, okay, how fast can I do this? Because I have better shit to do in my life. Or because I can profit more of it. Think about that. And the general public is allowed to buy these automatic rifles, which <laughs> hasten <laughs> efficiency. Therefore, increases profits, or in the Christchurch terms, kills more people. Therefore, makes the fucking place a better place. 
No, it doesn't. All it does is erase the safety and create and create hysteria around the place. Everyone feels in everyone feels like they're in danger. And what it does is this: it, in, it incentivizes other people to do the same. Hence, we have the Uvalde shooting after Columbine. Hence, we have Sandy Hook, right? Stuff like that is disgusting. We have El Paso Walmart shooting, which was to do with the Hispanic community. Uh, 23 dead, 23 injured. Disgusting. It's the same aspect. He he went into a public place. And, and, I, and I want to kind of just emphasize on this. These shootings are all in public buildings. These are buildings you get out of your house. You get out of your comfort zone. Yeah, whatever. Well, I'm saying comfort zone now because that's kind of how it is for some people. Because back then it was, okay, you get out of your house, you have to go somewhere, you have to go to the bank, you have to go to a hospital, you have to go to the school for education, right? For, because of, education is a fundamental right. Same way guns are, right? So apparently now you can bring guns into school and shoot people up. But regardless, you go into a store, right? So you can do your groceries for the week. So you can go buy a gift for you know your children, something like that. It's their birthday, for example. You go there to buy something. Right, with your money that you earned from working, from living in your miserable fucking life in the US or, or New Zealand, right? You know, living low costs, trying to economize. Obviously, it is not for everyone. There's loads of people who live well, but for you look at the general public, look at the poverty levels in the US, and you see this. And you go into a store, you go to a school, you go to a hospital, feeling safe, feeling like, okay, well, I'm, I'm gonna go back now. Uh, I'm gonna go back home now. And I'm gonna cook for my children, or oh, I'm gonna make myself a nice dinner and and watch some movie on the TV. I had a tough day of work, or or get back to work, or you know, basically be a human being, carry on with your life. And you go to this place, and you end up not coming back. And the people you last spoke to is the last time they will ever speak to you. And your family, all they can do now is think of you. They have to mourn your death. They have to throw a funeral. And they have to feel miserable about their lives because they live in a community, in a society where this is allowed. And that's what's fucked. Now, when it comes to legislation in the US, I did a little bit of research. and Well, let me tell you this. First off, I believe that Look, guns, whatever, home safety, right? I, I personally, I wouldn't have a gun. It's not my thing. It's not a thing that I find necessary in anyone's uh, lives. But I, I get it if you don't feel safe, especially in this day and age, to uh, you know, to, to not have a gun at home, for example. Now, what I don't agree with is buying a gun without having any sort of Certification on you know I get the FBI does background checks so for example um, for example uh, Salvador Ramos he got a whole background check done no criminal activity uh, no psychiatric uh, issues yeah no um, you know it, it all checked out but that's the thing that's not enough checking if someone doesn't have a criminal a criminal record and then not letting them buy a gun if they have one is stupid because. The, all it does is this, 
it just it says, well, look, if you acted good in your life, you can change that. If you were a good person for, you know, ninety five percent of your life, ninety nine percent of your life, you can change that for that one percent. You can go now buy a gun. Now I'm gonna, I'm, I've researched the prices of these guns. Let me tell you this: in the U.S., all right, I'm not going to tell you the prices, but it's extremely cheap, and that's why Salvador Ramos managed to buy two automatic rifles and hundreds of rounds of ammunition for these automatic rifles. That's why the Columbine shooters had explosives, guns, knives, melee weapons, and I think there's loads more to that. And that's why they had that. And, and, and I'll tell you this, so the, the Columbine shooters, they accumulated a, basically a fucking armory. Yeah, they accumulate, they accumulate a whole fucking, you know, <laughs> yeah, armory, a weapon storage, yeah? Between May 1998 and um, April 1999, so almost a year, 11 months, they accumulated 99 explosives, I remember that. Uh, I don't remember exactly the other numbers, but they had guns, loads of them. Just so they could shoot up people in school, their, their classmates. We have Sandy Hook, 20 years, old, 20 years old, Adam Lanza, shot his mother. So, so as you can see, similar pattern to Salvador. I mean, Salvador Ramos has a similar pattern. He shot his grandmother, then went to Sandy Hook Elementary School, shot 20 children between, <laughs> between the ages of six and seven years old. Six and seven years old. Imagine you have a little sibling. Six years old, seven years old. They go to school. All cheerful or gloomy because they have to go to school. Yeah? You tell them, come on, it's only one more day. All right? And whatever, whatever. Because it's, it's almost the end of the school year as well. It's almost summer. You go there and they don't come back. <laughs> Regardless. Like it's happened 10 years ago. The fact that it's happened again now, 10 years after Sandy Hook, shows something. There is, it's, it's, a, it's a culture. I call it a culture. Um, and it's based on uh, the exclusion, exclusion factors of psychology and God knows what else. But, uh, so uh, in Poland, to get a gun, you need two years certification. So um, uh, funny thing, that, that little story I told you, yeah, about the... Uh, uh, sister of my dad's girlfriend having loads of kids, yeah, by very young ages. Yeah, so the father, who's a surgeon, surgeon, yeah, surgeon. So, you know, you, you, you go to a hospital, surgeon um, is currently getting his uh, gun certification done. Now, okay, I don't agree with it. That's on him. The, the thing in Poland is this. You cannot buy an automatic rifle. No matter what, only military. After two years of training, you can get a pistol. A pistol, that's it, a pistol. And you can only use it, you know, in actual danger. You can't actually use it. And then obviously, you know, you'll get sued or something like that. But it takes two years of training. That means that two years to actually get a gun. That means that Salvador Ramos would have to start training, start training, at the age of about 15, 16, which is not allowed, by the way, because you need to be at least, now I don't know the actual age, but I'd assume at least 21 or so, 
to start training for this gun. Now, say you were allowed to, so you have to start training in 15, at 15, 16, to use a gun just to, eight, just to uh, be 18 and only buy a pistol. And that pistol would do fuck all. Maybe you would shoot one or two, three people before getting tackled to the ground and beaten the fuck out of. That stops these fucking crimes. That stops it. Well, not stops it entirely, but it cuts it down. You look at this. I have, I have seven shootings written down on my iPad. Seven shootings. You add all these deaths up, boom. Hundred something deaths. Only seven shootings. Um, it's horrible. So when it comes to legislation in the U.S., they, they, that's what they need to do. And that's what they need to aim to do. Or ban guns completely. Uh, obviously, guns are a fundamental right. So that's not going to happen. But regardless, so I did a bit of research about how guns in the U.S. work. And uh, no guns, sorry, legislation. So obviously, we, it goes state by state. And then, if anything, it can be a whole law passed through. But obviously, as we know, Supreme Court justice is all a bunch of fucking Republicans. So then we look at Texas, where Uvalde shooting happened. And we look at Governor, uh, Governor Greg Abbott, piece of shit. Um, so, fun little fact. Since he got elected in 2015, um, child gun deaths, so children who died by gun violence, rose from 54 in 2015 to 146 to 2020. Now, just to tell you a bit more, so the way it works is that each state out of the 50 states has its own constitution. And as a little fun fact, Alabama's constitution has 310,296 words. That's 40 times more than the US constitution. So that's a little funny fact. Now that has nothing to do with this. Now, what I found out about uh, how what governors can do, right? So, because obviously, look, there was posts saying, oh, Biden needs to do something about, Biden can't do shit, right? Because it's Texas. And if anything, is the Supreme Court. And Biden, and Biden is trying. He's trying to get as many um, Democrats on the Supreme Court as he can, right? Obviously, it's 63, so now he needs to get two more to, to change that number. But regardless, we look at governors. And so obviously, there's a Senate, each, uh, each, each state Senate. And uh, they can prepare laws. And then a governor needs to sign it. A governor can also veto the legislation. So, for example, say Texas, the whole Senate of Texas said, okay, we're going to pass this abortion law, right? So women are allowed to have abortions, no matter what. Fuck the restrictions. No, no restrictions. You can have an abortion any day you want, this and that, this and that, this and that. And then Mr. Greg Abbott over here goes, you know what? Nah. So then, so then he cancels the whole thing, and that's what he can do. That's the power he has, right? Obviously, that, that's a theoretical scenario. Uh but he can do that. What he can also do is prepare legislation on his own behalf. So, so he can put a, a piece of legislation there, and then the Senate can vote for it. And because the governor already signed it, basically, it's the Senate's choice now. Yeah, um, he can. Uh, state departments and agencies can also pursue legislative initiatives with the governor approving it. Right. So, um, if anyone wants to make some law or something like that, and then they get the governor to approve it, they can put it to the Senate, and the Senate um, agrees on it or declines it, whatever the fuck. Now, just to tell you guys a little bit more, um, the Senate in Texas consists of 31 members. 31. It's a nice number, right? So 15 plus 16, right? 
Um, 18 of them are Republicans. You can see where I'm going with this. 18 of them are Republicans, 13 of them are Democrats. This is why gun laws, abortion laws, basically anything you think redneck, that's why, is there. Because the Senate is, is unfairly split. And what can you do? All right? Now, I'm not sure how the Senate is split into. I will do some research about that. I might do a part two of this episode because it's already running a bit long. But regardless, that's how fucked it is. And it's so hard to actually push, push, not push, push leg- legislation in states because there's going to be some cunt who goes, nah. Because imagine Republicans and Democrats all agree on one thing and then Greg Abbott or any other governor goes, nah, fuck that. All that work, you know, months of trying to get legislation through gets shat on by one man. American law systems, American law passing systems, American systems. Now, I just want to finish this off. I know I didn't really give my opinion much. I feel like I did say a little bit, but it's more about informing you guys. Just to finish this off, the first ever school shooting was in 1764. It was the Enoch Brown School Massacre. It was when four Native Americans entered the school and killed the headmaster and 10 children, and uh, they scalped them. Now, this is obviously a hate crime uh, killing in 1764. Um, seven, let me finish, 1764. Um, and even then, see, this is when it was tribal. So these Native Americans, after committing this is fucking atrocity. They went back to the tribe and basically the tribe leader told them it's fucking disgusting what they did because this is because they killed children. There was a huge war between Americans and Native Americans, but they were killing children. So even then, people, so people who we in modern times perceive as cruel and animalesque to the point where they kill people because of animal instincts are more humane than most of the humans nowadays. Because we think that having guns is a fundamental right where actually letting our children live and creating future generations is the right that we have. Anyways, thank you for listening to this a bit longer episode. It was supposed to be with uh, Sanad. You'll hear from him in a few episodes. Um, it will. I think the next few episodes will be... One will be a bit, you know, still edgy topic. And then I will chill out a bit. And we will have some fun. And So you don't have to struggle listening to everything um anyways thank you for listening to philip's worst opinions episode three on gun violence um the more i record the more fucked uh i think this world is and uh i just like to apologize for not having enough research done um anyways thank you guys and uh i'll I'll see you guys in this next episode